You're listening to another ambitious entrepreneurnetwork.com podcast, the voice for entrepreneurs and small business. Now, onto the show. You're in season one of the Global Spotlight Podcast. And why I say season one is we're coming to the end of the first part of this journey. We've now got over 20 podcasts, over five hours of content. I'm so proud. I've been interviewing virtually for the entire month of February. And I think I've found some of the world's leading experts in coaching, in marketing, and in getting your mojo. And today... We are talking to a marketing genius in <laughs> Las Vegas. And let me just explain why that is. Nina Radetich is a broadcast journalist turned social media maven, helping small businesses transform into social businesses by sharing their stories in a compelling fashion. Now stand up and take notice. This is going to be brilliant. Maybe the best interview ever. So welcome to the call, Nothing Nina. like a little pressure on me, Keith. Come on now. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, the thing I love about what you've said there or what you, your bio says is that you've taken small businesses into the realm of social businesses. Now that in itself is a huge jump for most businesses, most people in general. It really isn't it? is. And I think that businesses don't realize the power of social media and the power of establishing relationships with people through social media. You know, I mean, the sales cycle typically is, is a long one, um, you know, face to face, but in the social realm, in the digital realm, it can happen so much faster. You can build a relationship with a potential customer a lot quicker than you used to be able to because of all these digital tools that allow us to express personality and authenticity. It's really quite amazing what's been happening in the business world. I'm going to delve really deep. I'm sure this is going to be a two-parter. But before we delve deep into the chunky functionality of social media, can you just tell a little bit of your story? Because it's such an interesting <laughs> journey from the world yeah. of TV, now into the world of the other side of the camera, um, and, and you're creating videos for people, you're making your own videos and using them for your PR. Tell me a little bit about the journey and how it all fits together to, to bring you to well, where you are really now. Well, really, I mean, the bottom line of it, of it is that, you know, social media is the same thing that I have been doing for years, and that is storytelling. That's what social media is at its core. It's storytelling. And for the, you know, the better part of 20 years that I was in the media, that's what we did. Uh, with television news, you're telling stories on a regular basis. The difference with social mm -hmm. media is it's just a different medium. It's the digital realm versus, um, you know, the television medium. So, but my journey is, you know, quite simple. I, I had always wanted to be a television news anchor since probably the age of five. Um, and I, I followed all the steps to get myself there working in small markets and then ended up in Las Vegas and spent the majority of my career um, as a primetime news anchor in Las Vegas. And it was great fun covering some of the coolest stories that you could imagine. You can imagine what goes on here, right, in Las Vegas. 
<laughs> so I did some really neat stuff over my career. And um, towards the end of the, my career, I, you know, I had a child a little bit later in life and I wanted a little bit more flexibility and the business was changing. Um, and I recognized that. So I, uh, I made the leap and started my own company in 2012, helping businesses, like, like you said, transform into social businesses. But again, the leap was a very linear one. I mean, it, it really made sense. Um, towards the end of my TV news career, we really started using social media as journalists on a regular basis. I yeah. mean, that's the way yeah. people kept up with breaking news. I mean, I remember one incident. Um, there was a, a crash at the Reno Air Races. It was horrific. A, a plane crashed into the stands and numerous people were hurt. And we were able to keep people updated nonstop via Twitter. I and mean, people were getting more information from Twitter then than they yeah. were actually getting from, from the broadcast. It, it, was, it was amazing to watch. In fact, this is how we met. You've got a Twitter product, uh, sort of a, a bit of a how-to video series, which is just sensational. Thank you. Sensational. And, and we'll put that, that, that information in the show notes. Is that still available or are you currently it revamping It is still that? available. Um, I am uh, revamping my program offerings overall, though, um, and offering a, um, a, a full program to help small businesses transform into social businesses. Yeah. Because it's a very, very good idea because Twitter is one of what I'm now calling the awesome yeah. eight. I used to use this, the phrase the social mm-hmm. six, but I'm now, I'm now incorporating Instagram, uh, which I know you're a big it. fan of, and I'm now including uh, WordPress because everyone has to blog. I mean, really, I mean, I, you, you can't force people to do things they don't want to do, but the, the world of blogging and the world of social media is such a great way of sharing the love telling the story. So uh, let's start with Twitter. That's how we met. Tell me what you're doing with Twitter because that's our piece of the pie, our mutually uh, beneficial arrangement. We we actually both love Twitter. Tell us a little bit about how you're using it and then I want to I want to just seed the idea that we're going to talk a lot about video because it's a topic that keeps coming up. Twitter is where I go on a daily basis to find out what's happening for the day. So with one cursory glance at my Twitter feed, I have all the news that I need for the day. Um, And I have, you know, obviously created lists, Twitter lists and whatnot. So, um, you know, I'll check maybe a news list or a my favorite followers list. Um, and I'll just I'll check it on a regular basis to see what's going on with the world. But also, Twitter to me is like the great connector. I mean, Keith, we would never have met uh, if it weren't for Twitter. I mean, you're in Australia, I'm in Las Vegas, never. and we're friends. You know, it's 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 cool. Um, and from a business standpoint, um, there, there's really nothing better for getting your your message out there, especially in real time, taking part in some of the real time conversations that happen mm-hmm. on Twitter. Um, you know jumping into the trends on Twitter. And now I think you've seen recently that Google has decided to start uh, re-indexing uh, Twitter content again. So oh, that could yeah. huge... That's brilliant. Yeah, they, they did that for a long time. Right, and, and huge it, implications for, for search engine optimization there, right? I mean, it's, it's a really cool thing to see. So, and it, I think, you know, for people who have been engaging in Twitter for quite some time, and not just, you know, I'm talking the occasional posting, I'm talking, you know, really playing with the platform and, 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 and working in the platform on a daily basis, I think they're the ones that are really going to reap the benefits when it comes to, to Google indexing that content. So Twitter is one of the awesome eight. It's something that Nina and I both love. Nina has extraordinary videos about this, extraordinary, both the screen capture type videos of how to create a Twitter list to really great, because she's been on TV, right? She's got these really great face-to-camera videos about lots of really cool stuff, Instagram. Yes. Facebook, 
uh, YouTube. But, you know, one of the things I want to pick up on because uh, we just interviewed Sandra D. Robinson in Austin, Texas this week about video. She teaches people to get their mojo. You do this as well, but you do, you do a different piece or an additional piece, and that is that not only do you teach people to get their mojo on camera, you also have been exploring, and I want to hear you talk about this, so you've been exploring this idea of how to get more views on your video, whether it's on YouTube or now what you're discovering, Facebook video. You know, it's one thing to create a video. Uh, it's another thing to make sure that people watch that video, right? I mean, that's the bottom line. You can, you can put a ton of money and a ton of time and, and really work on your presentation and make sure your content is great. But if you're not distributing that video across several social media sites uh, and online, you're, you're not going to get people to see it. And I've been experimenting with uh, directly uploading my videos to Facebook. Facebook is really focused on the video platform. In fact, they just surpassed YouTube for the number of videos uploaded in 2015. Wow, tell me about that. What I don't the know the exact numbers, you know? but I know that there were um, there were a decent amount of uh, videos that were uploaded directly to Facebook instead of what people were doing before, which was posting their videos to YouTube and then posting on Facebook with a link to that YouTube video. So ah. if you do that now, and you should, you know, encourage folks to, to try this, you know, post a link um, to your YouTube video on your Facebook page, and then the next day or in the next few days, directly upload the same video to Facebook and, and send it out to your fans and followers. And do a comparison. And do a comparison and see what happens, because if your goal is to just get more people to view that video, uh, you're going to find that if you directly upload it to Facebook, you're going to have probably five to six times more views than you would if you had uploaded it as a YouTube link. So, and this is why this is why there's more people uploading directly to Facebook. Right, it's and working. the Facebook algorithm really favors it. They're really focusing on video for 2015 and the future, and that's what I love about video marketing. I mean, it, it is the future of social media. You've seen on Twitter, they just they opened up that video tool so you can directly. Uh, create videos right in Twitter. I mean, you know, I definitely want to play with that. I'm playing with a lot of stuff right now, so I kind of got to focus. But, but you got to do it on your isn't phone. Isn't that though. fun? Yeah, you got to do it on your phone. In fact, I was at the beach yesterday. I don't know if you've seen that video, but I was at the beach with a good mate of mine, Helen Mack, and we just grabbed the iPhone and took a picture of us, a snapshot, what we're now calling Wednesday <laughs> vlog. You know, we created this little hashtag like a Chekhov from Star Trek. Just imagine Chekhov from Star Trek with an iPhone. You know, he'd be saying the Vince Day vlog. <laughs> so that's going to be our little tagline. We're going to do a little video every Wednesday, I every Wednesday. So, and so that's what this is actually what the world of social media and, and social business is about. It's actually a different mind spin, isn't it? It's a different way of thinking about the world, isn't it? It is. And it's um, nerve wracking, I think, for a lot of small businesses, because you have to put yourself out there. Um, and that can be scary. But the benefits really, to me, uh, completely outweigh the risks. And you have to be part of this conversation on social now. Uh, there's no way around it. Uh, if you're a small business, you cannot you cannot avoid this. This is the way of the future when it comes to marketing. So we, we've, we've been chatting about the fact that you've come from TV and you've, you've really always wanted to do that. You achieved your goal and you moved over to the social thing. Talk a little bit more about what social business means and what you do for them. Who is your ideal client and how do you help them? My ideal client is a uh, small business uh, with a decent number of employees, maybe two to ten employees, somebody that can um, – a small business that has someone internally that can handle social. Um, and what I do is I help them – 
build a social strategy, and then manage that social efficiently and effectively. And with a focus on efficiency, because we all have shiny object syndrome when it comes to social media. There's a million places you could be, and there's a million things that you could do. Um, there's only a, a set number of hours in the day. So I really focus on helping businesses get the most bang for their buck when it comes to social media, and also staying ahead of the trends and reaching their potential customers in the social space. I really coach them to that. So do you, do you teach people to do it or do you do it or do you have a team now that I does it? I used to have a team that does it. I transitioned completely into the consulting realm. So I help businesses okay. do it themselves. And there's a couple of reasons for that. One of the main reasons being that I see this as the future that most people are going to have to handle social media internally. And I also see it as a great benefit for a business to handle it internally because you control the voice. And I think that that's a big, big piece of social media authenticity. Somebody who knows your company inside and out posting on your behalf is going to be better than an agency most days with the proper training. Yeah. Look, there's a lot of stats around this, this idea that if you're in there and you, you give your team the power to respond, we, we could create miracles. I'm in the process, I don't know if you've seen this, but I'm in the process of creating a blog post and a document about my top 25 brands yeah. on Twitter and what they're doing. And, I mean, the stuff people are doing, the stuff people are coming up with is just phenomenal. And the, the reason they're coming up with it is because they're inside the company and they get the company and they work for the company and they want the company yeah. to succeed. I've, I've heard a million stories, a million stories of people that sort of outsource their social media. And the people sort of do an adequate job yeah. technically, technically, but they don't sort of get the company. I'll give you a couple of examples. Pizza Hut on Monday – the day of the Oscars, had this amazing hashtag, uh, all dressed up with pizza to go. <laughs> I love it. And so what were happening was very, very bad storms, most of the country, super cold. People going, look, I can't get out. But I tell you what, what I'll do is I'll dress up in a tux and I'll get a pizza and I'll take a photo. And the person who won the photo competition that day got free pizza for a year. Now, that, as a business, the size of pizza, that would be like nothing compared to their TV spend. So there's a little cutesy pay, there's a little cutesy contest. Just take a photo of you in a tux or a nice dress, put it on Twitter, and then we'll, we'll pick one. And uh, Pepsi's doing the same. They have this campaign called Out of the Blue. And I tried to work out that what that meant, and then I realized that the right. can is blue. Take a photo of a Pepsi can, and we'll get your one of your favourite rock stars to come to your house and sing karaoke. That's so fun! <laughs> Isn't that just like Fallout Boy? It's going to come to your backyard just do this gig gig oh, in the car. My son would go nuts. He loves Fallout Boy. <laughs> so, so you know, and all you have to do is buy a can of Pepsi, take a photo, I and love it. tweet it. Hold that thought, Nina. Okay. We're talking about the idea of the engagement piece, the make, making it fun with the awesome eight, whatever you choose, whether it's Twitter or Facebook or Instagram. But we've run out of time in part one, so I'm going to play a bit of funky music. And we're going to go a little bit deeper into this idea of social business, the world of video, Twitter, Instagram, and the awesome eight. 